We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The present, the future of Notre Dame's backfield is now the present of Notre Dame's backfield now that Audrey yeah. Estime has declared for the NFL draft and is going to opt out. And that is, you had a five-man running back rotation before. Now you have a four-man running back rotation. Jeremiah Love, I anticipate, talking to sources, that I anticipate him kind of being RB1 in the bowl game. We're also going to see a lot of Jadarian Price. I would I would say it's kind of more RB one A and R RB one B one B yeah kind of situation. Uh, talking to a source close to the situation, I was told that the pitch that Notre Dame had to Jeremiah and Jadari in this offseason was going to be about next year. It is going to be a one A one B. That you know we'll always ride the hot hand, but pitching it like hey, we think we can get both of you guys to be big time producers. And uh, and so they're excited about that future, and that future is now. And then, of course, there's been other seasons where if Jabron Payne was their name starting running back, I'd be like, yeah, they're going to be all right. Jabron's a good football player. Yeah. But talking speaking specifically about, specifically about the bowl game, we'll still see plenty of Jabron as the third down back. I don't think that'll change. I think his role will stay the same, be that third down back. And then Devin Ford, his role is going to be, coach, whatever you need me to do. And Devin will do it. And I've loved yeah. watching that kid be that kind of guy this year. You want me to return kicks? I'll return kicks. You want me to be the lead back on kick return? I'll be the lead back on kick return. You want me to be a lead blocker? I'll be a lead blocker. You want me to catch the ball? I'll catch the ball. You want me to run the ball? I'll run the ball. And, uh, you know, probably only be here for a year, but you really enjoyed just that team first mentality of a kid who just showed up. Yeah. Right. In, in the fall. And, and so he'll be there too. But it, it really is about, First and foremost, those first two guys, Sean. Mm -hmm. And this is our, it, it's sort of like what bowls have become is a glimpse into the future of what we're going to see. And to a degree, Sean, I'm kind of excited about that, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm excited. Love what Audric did. If he wanted to come back, I'd have said, cool. But he made his decision. And now you look forward and you're like, boy, I really like what's coming down the pike because when you just look at the, we'll, we'll talk bowl game first and then we'll kind of talk 24. Yeah. But just looking at the bowl game, it's going to be a great chance for us to see what Jeremiah and Jadarian have to offer because they're not going to be running in ideal conditions. They're going to be going up against one of the better run defenses in college football with no Joe Walt, with no Blake Fisher, 
Yeah. With no Mitchell Evans, no Zeke Carell, although they've 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 been there before since mm-hmm. Zeke didn't play the last two games. So we're gonna say, hey, it's time for you to go be a ball player. And like like Audric, I I thought the O line played really well in the first half against Clemson. And then you break down the film and you're like, yeah, they didn't play that well. That was more about Audric just being a stud. Cutting back, hurdling people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be our first glimpse into what I think could it – well, I'll just hold off my – my my. yeah, no, I'm saying now, forget it. It's a Saturday. I'm having fun. I'm in a great mood. This has a chance to be a really special one-two punches. And you know I loved yeah. Diggs and Estimate. Loved them. Yeah, yeah. But this is a this, – this combo, if they can stay healthy, keep working and grinding – this combination of Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price has a chance to be special because the one thing that they can both do, their games are different, but the one thing they have in common, you are now going to have a 1A, 1B of flat-out home run hitters yes. that can score from anywhere on the field. Anywhere, yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you combine that with the legs of Raleigh Leonard in that offense, if they decide to go to some RPOs and some we'll, other things. We'll get to we'll get to 2024, I promise. I promise. But even just for the bowl game, this one-two punch, if they can play well, is gonna hopefully take some of the pressure off of Steve Angeli. I mean, Steve, that's the thing is you can shut them down, shut them down, shut them down 60, right? Yeah. That's the kind of backs they are. Shut them down, yeah. shut them down, shut them down 40. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the kind of runners they are. But I think it would benefit. In the bowl game, I think they can get to some waggle stuff right. with Steve. Because Steve Thanks. is athletic enough. He's right. athletic enough. He's you know, and and probably can run it a little bit more effectively than Sam Hartman because he's been able to get out there and be a little bit more athletic. So I think I'm excited, and we all are excited to see yeah. what Jared Parker can come up with specifically right. for that run game with these two guys, right? When, and pass know, game. Yes. And to to your point, Sean, and pass game because. Look, it's not better, not worse. It's just different. They're very different backs from Audric. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not going to run, you know, 12, 13 personnel duo inside zone all day with them. Those are going to be parts of what you do. They can both be that kind of back. They can bounce it for big plays, cut it back for big plays. But you're just not going to run them the same way you ran Audric. Uh, there's things they have to learn. There's, 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 you know, somebody asked me on, we're, we're doing a, a weekend mailbag at our break. That's from the message boards. We have that going. It's about five pages long. I'm about maybe halfway through answering all mm-hmm. the questions, you know, with all the news breaking. But one of the questions was, you know, what does Jeremiah have to work on? You know, get bigger, stronger, and all that. But the one thing is he's got to learn to be patient. Audric was incredibly patient when he needed mm-hmm. to be. Jeremiah's going to have to learn that. These reps in the bowl practice are going to help him a ton with that. What Jadarian is just still get back healthy. I mean, he's still not, you know, year two removed from the Achilles is going to be a lot better than year one. And he, he was pretty explosive this year. I mean, first career touch, he goes for a 19-yard touchdown, right, as a – touchdown kick return against USC, you know, but, but their guys, Sean, to your point that, that you can use them together in some, like, if you're, if you're a creative offensive coordinator, you got to be drooling over the possibilities of what you can do with these two kids, because there, there's a lot of carryover in their game. They can run inside zone, outside zone. They can, but they're also very different in a lot of ways too, but they can both make plays in the backfield. You can use Jeremiah as your read zone guy with, with with Jadarian doing something in the past game or, or, or a read. I'm just yeah. talking about the bowl game. You can get even more creative when you add a mobile quarterback, which we'll get into. You know, there's things you can do running one guy. You know, like what I would love to see them do, what Notre Dame did a lot of this year, is they would run – they put J- Jeremiah in the boundary and just run him on a wheel route. I would love to see them run him on a wheel route and then bring Jadarian on a slip screen to that same side Yeah, and sell that. With, you know, Sell and, that. Right. And there's so – if you're creative, there's a lot you can do with these kids, right? Run mm-hmm. four verts and then the delay right up the middle with – with Jadarian, right, or or Jeremiah, so it's going to be fun to watch these two kids in the bowl game, Sean. And again, I don't. It's not about necessarily them having hundred yards each or anything like that. It's just about getting a chance to get them the work, yeah, that they need to go out and play in this game because it's it's not just the ten to fifteen carries they'll each get in the bowl game. It's also about the practice reps they're going to get as we kind of look forward to twenty twenty four. And that's when you start. As to your point, Sean, I'll let you pick up from where you were kind of hitting at earlier. But when you start thinking of these two dynamic backs in a backfield with a quarterback that you have to worry about with the football, you start getting visions of what we saw with Josh Adams and Brandon Wimbush in 2017. Now, Riley Leonard's not Brandon Wimbush. <laughs> he's better, in my opinion, of uh, because he's a, so much of a better passer. But he's every bit the threat that, that Brandon was in 2017. Yeah. And one mistake, king the quarterback, means – Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price, taking that inside zone for 80, like we saw with Josh Adams yeah. in 2017. Yeah, and I actually like the Oregon State head coach because I think he was a very good defensive coordinator for them. So I'm very interested in seeing, well, you know, he's not going he, to be there. I know. So that's the weird. That's the weirdest thing I've ever that's seen. The weirdest Sean. thing, right? He was with them the whole season. Right. They're not going to have him coaching the bowl game. It's a pretty good linebacker at Oregon State too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are they veteran uh, bookends, pass rushers playing? Uh, as of now, yes. As of now, okay. the only guys that they're losing are their leading tackler at linebacker, their safety at Killy Arnold, and one of their corners. As of now, that's all I've seen declare uh, for the NFL draft. So the rest of their D-line, as of now, from what I what we've seen and what's been reported, will be back. And, and as you're getting to, it's one of the top ten pass rushing defenses in college football from a yeah. sack standpoint. Yeah. So that should be challenging, and we'll get to that. In a moment, but yo, this um, this is going to be a great opportunity, man. 
we get to this Sun Bowl to see a lot of different things and how Notre Dame wants to go ahead and attack this defense. And that's what I really want to get at. It's like because preparing for Aldrich is one thing, but preparing for these running backs and a different style of running and different type of approach is going to be interesting to yeah. see not only how Oregon State projects you know, how they should stop. I'm sure they're going to have their safeties close to the line of scrimmage. You know, the lack of depth, the wide receiver, like first-time sure. starter. Absolutely. Let's sell out. Let's sell out. So early, watch the waggles. Mm-hmm. Watch the running backs, you know, coming off of fake, into the flats, play action, and some other things to take advantage of that aggressive bookends that they have. And then some screens like you talked about. Notre Dame going to that early as well. That's going to be huge. So mm-hmm. this the versatility. I don't. There's a more versatile running game probably coming. Not to say they couldn't do certain things with Alfred Estimate because I think he improved his hands while he was at Notre Dame as well in the passing game. Alfred Estimate, mm-hmm. but I really do believe that we're about to see. Jared Parker possibly open up some things that yeah. might have might not have been revealed throughout the regular season on a large scale. Maybe we saw it one or two times, but now yeah, they well, might there, get to it there's a definitely going to be some run game stuff next year, Sean. Mm-hmm. That's going to look a lot different. Mm-hmm. Simply, and, and it will look different from the bowl game because you know Steve's a quality athlete, but you're not you're not going to be using Steve Angeli the way you used Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be some things Texas A&M's just not going to no, they're just going to have to kind of, okay, this is what we think they're going to do. And obviously Mike Elko will have some familiar, familiarity with Riley Leonard, but there's going to be some wrinkles that you're like, you're not quite sure what we've got in game one. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I say is if you're a creative offensive mind, there's a lot you can do with this backfield. And, and then you've got a hammer like Jabron Payne that can still do some things. And then if you look into 2024, you're welcoming Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams into the backfield, which is just kind of scary. I mean, I was talking with a parent of one of the current running backs who was like, this is, I swear to you, this is a true story. You know who I'm talking about, Sean. I was talking mm-hmm. with a parent of one of the current running backs. And he goes, these boys better be ready because that Kedron Young kid can ball. And this is a parent of a current running back like, my son better be ready because I watched mm-hmm. this kid play. <laughs> and mm-hmm. He's no joke. Um, you know, so it, it's a, it's going to be a really talented group, Sean, very talented group. And you're just going to be able to do a lot of different, cause you don't have to get rid of inside zone and duo at all, especially with right. Darian, you know, but, but you, you'd be silly not to be running inside zone with, with Jeremiah. Cause he gets that cutback and it's, it's a wrap strike up the band, baby. I mean, that's kind of what he's going to be, but there's just so many different things you can do. RPO game, screen game, quarterback read stuff in the mm-hmm. run game where it's like you're a play side inside linebacker and they're running power read and you've got to worry about, okay, is Riley keeping this or am I, is he handing it off to Jeremiah? And all of a sudden you're, you, you're just a second too late. You're not getting to Jeremiah leverage at Darian Price. Right. It's not happening. These are legit 4-4 athletes. And, and uh, it starts getting a little exciting. It's going to look a lot different, in my opinion, as far as how they do it. Now, the run game, the run schemes won't be a whole lot different, but you can do different things formationally. No, I, I talked about this this past week, Sean, and we'll, we'll do it again here. With, with Notre Dame and when you've got Audric Estimate running back and you've got Sam Hartman, a quarterback, the fact of the matter is you always have to do something to account for the backside as an offense. You've got to get a tight end there, a receiver there, something there to occupy that backside. When you've got a Riley Leonard, a quarterback, Riley Leonard occupies that backside. 
you now got to worry about him keeping that football. So you can still crash your defensive end, but now your linebackers got to get into space. Well, if, if you do that, here's what makes it dangerous. A lot of the things that teams will do to defend the quarterback keep makes them vulnerable when it's not really a quarterback keep, but they're reading it and they are bringing a tight end because now it's easier for me to, to seal that or wrap it up because you're just going to crash to take the back almost like your triple option. So instead of holding, uh, um, excuse me, Mitchell Evans and Eli Redden coming backside to take that end, the end's taking himself out by going to the running back. Right. And now you've got a lead block blocker getting up to that backside linebacker. The backside linebacker. You're not right. running that with Sam Hartman. It's not a knock on Sam Hartman. That's just not his game. You'd be silly yeah. to be running that with Sam Hartman. So you start thinking of all the different things you can do, all the different wrinkles. It's still going to be inside zones. It's going to be duos. It's going to be counters. It's going to be power. It's going to be buck sweeps. It's going to be those same things. But how you get to it with the RPOs and the quarterback keeps makes it so much more dangerous. And so now all of a sudden it's sort of like a we help you, you help us scenario with the running backs and the quarterback is, hey, your running ability takes some pressure off us and, and makes people can't just key on us. Because like when Audric was in the game in 12 and 13 personnel, all 11 dudes on defense were like, Eyes on seven. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you almost dared them to run a bootleg or something different in that right. situation. Now it's like, okay, I got to have my eyes on 12 or 24, but, oh, shoot, I got to worry about 13 as well and what he might do with the football. So it just makes Notre Dame a, a completely different team on how you defend them. Now, it doesn't mean that they're definitely going to be better or worse. It just means – how teams prepared to defend Notre Dame in 2023 is going to be a lot different from how you defend them in 2024 because you're going to have way more explosiveness at running back and you're going to have a quarterback that plays the game completely differently to the way Sam Hartman played the game, even the way that Ian Book played the game, certainly the way that Jack Cohn played the game, the way that Drew Pine played the game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a type of quarterback that Notre Dame hasn't really had in a while. And and then you're going to have two backs that are just it, – it's a lot like the 2015 offense to be honest with you, you know, whether it's Malik or Deshaun, mm-hmm. because you had a you had two home run hitters at running back in Josh Adams and CJ Procise. You had some pretty dynamic athletes on the perimeter. And then you had this quarterback that could, if you paid too much attention to everybody else, could run for 70-something yards on a quarterback. On just, I mean, I'm thinking of the Deshaun Kaiser run against Temple. but a really good defense that last year. Like five players from that defense get drafted. Mm-hmm. And you pull the ball, and he's just – off out the gate for a 70 yard something touchdown run you remember that play and you're running power read and it's just like dude who do we stop who are we supposed to stop here and and you've got that kind you've got a chance to have that kind of weapons this season as well so uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch and see how this offense evolves when it comes to their run game over the next you know next 12 months With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves. 
and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. I think the one-two punch, like you said, is probably going to be one of the most dynamic we've seen in Notre Dame history. That's just the upside and the promise that the one-two punch has. But then, heck, this is the crazy thing. They got a one-two punch waiting behind them. <laughs> we could be saying the same thing about two well, years. <laughs> like, like, Sean, think about this. If there was a scenario where we're going into next year and and Jabron Payne's your starter, Mm-hmm. And you're bringing in Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams. You're thinking those guys are young, but those guys can play. They can now. play now, yeah. And Jabron's a good football player. I mean, mm-hmm. Jabron Jabron could be a. I mean, Jabron's thousand yard rusher. He's he reminds me a lot of Kyron as far as yeah. how he plays. You know, and he could. He, you're correct. Now he would he would do it differently. Yeah, it wouldn't be as explosive. It'd be more gritty. Yeah, a lot like Kyron, how he was in his two years in Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Ron Payne's a good football player. And if you didn't have those first two guys, we'd still be talking about like, you know, Notre Dame's going to be young and unproven next year running back, but there's some good football players there, man. And how Riley mm-hmm. Leonard and his running ability helps that. So in the, in, and that's important, Sean, because there's no guarantee that these kids are going to stay healthy next year. Mm. And when you can just say, Hey, look, it sucks that we lost that guy, but man, we're, you know, we lose this guy and we're putting Jabron Payne in the game, or you lose that guy and you're putting Kedron Young in the game or you lose your third down weapon. Hey, Aeneas, let's get you coached up and get you ready to play. I mean, there are look, I'll say it again. And it started, it started with Tommy Reese and 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 um and Lance Taylor. We we gotta yeah. give credit where credit is due. They went out and got they went out and got Jadarian Price. That's who got that one. You know, obviously Tommy Reese played a role in, in Jeremiah Love, although Coach McCullough was the driving factor in that one. Yeah. And we I've I've shared this story. You know, one of the, the great recruiting stories that I heard was talking to someone close to Jeremiah. I'll just say I was talking to his dad. He doesn't mind me sharing the story. Talking to Jeremiah's dad, and he says, you know, he knew a parent of another running back that Notre Dame was recruiting. And so before his in-home visit with Coach McCullough, not in-home visit, yeah, it was like, no, maybe it might have been a Notre Dame school visit. He calls that dad, hey, what are they telling your son? You know, what? what's their what's their thing? Have they seen about Jeremiah? And so he gets the story, and he goes, and he goes to Coach McCullough, and he starts peppering Coach McCullough with these questions trying to play gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to tell me something that I know isn't true because I know what you told his other parent? And he goes, Brian, he had the exact same message for my son to his face as he told that other dad about how he views those kids and their face. He was straight up honest with them. Like, it wasn't like he told his kid that he was going to be the dude yeah. and he told Jeremiah. No, he he told them both the same exact thing of how the how the priority is in the room. And he's like, when I knew that, because like, I guess the answer was like something that's not necessarily like, 
what you would think a coach would say to try to convince your kid to come. He yeah. says, but it was honest. He goes, and I respected him and I trusted him from that day forward. And so, you know, so when he calls me and tells me my son needs to work on this, this, and this, I believe him, right? Because he's an honest guy. And when he tells me that my kid's going to be this, this, or this, I believe him because he's he's done nothing but be a man of his word. That's important. And that's why, again, somebody said in the chat, that's why you don't see a bunch of these running backs jumping in the transfer portal right now. Yeah. You know, that's why you don't see Kedron Young. Kedron Young knows Kedron Young absolutely knows who Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price are and Jabron yeah. Just like I know they know who Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams are. Doesn't matter, man, because he's proven I can play all of you. Number one. But number two, it's just that that mindset as they've built this room the way that they've built this room. And Notre Dame has turned into a, a, a program, in my opinion, that has, has become, hey, look, it doesn't matter who we have at running back. We're going to be good, but we're going to keep pumping out these kids year after year after year. Yeah, I'll say this, Sean. I, I'm going to have to study all the running back rooms, but I know what the rooms are going to look like, including some transfers. They're going to be making some decisions here soon, and I know yeah. where they're going to go. There's not – in my opinion, just on God-given ability, I don't know that there's a running back room in the country that I would trade for Notre Dame's on just – no, there's a lot more proven backfields. Yeah. As far as just God-given ability, one to five, I don't know that there's another running back room in college football that I would trade for this group of players. I think um, because I know the two freshmen that will be sophomores at Alabama next year, from a depth standpoint, I would probably say the Alabama room would be a room that you could debate, might rival with no. I Dame just don't there. think the top level talent at Bama's. No, when you talk about Williams and yeah. those other guys, they don't compare to, yeah. to Jeremiah Love. But right. you know, they're young guys, Too are young very kid. comparable. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's the talent. what's the kid from Georgia's name? I always forget. I always forget his name. He played a little bit for them. They obviously had, they just, had the young they got, kid. They got right. Justice Haynes. Justice Haynes, yes, because I'm Haynes, obviously yeah. they got Richard Young last year. And Richard Young, it, right? Yeah. And then Justice yeah. Haynes. And I, I wasn't super high on Justice Haynes coming out of high school, Sean, but when I watched him in Alabama spring game, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Then I watched his senior film. I was like, okay, this kid, yeah. this kid, okay, yeah. he's a little better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, Correct. You can see why, you know, he was in front of Young on the depth chart. And like you said, right. got some run behind those veteran running backs that they have. So top end at the top, I agree with you. And then other than that, uh, I know ETN is probably going to land at Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. You know, so that will definitely elevate their room because I like the Edwards kid, but he's a grinder. Right. Right. And they lose Milton. So they'll have Edwards and that kid, ATN. And then I'm sure they're going to have some young guys coming in that are going to be really good. But well, they had that big Robinson kid that was a freshman this year. Bronson mm -hmm. Robinson's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have some guys. And then Penn State, of course, has a. Yeah, as man. good of a one-two as anybody. One-two punch as anybody right. up top. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they'll be in. They'll be in the running. Notre Dame would definitely be in the running. Yeah, they'll be in the what, running. What's funny is ETN didn't even lead Florida in rushing this year. Like he's good back, mm -hmm. but you know, seven hundred fifty-three yards, five point eight per carry. Eight. He's good. He's good running back. But if you said, "Hey, you could have you could have Trevor ETN right now," but you got to give up Jeremiah Love mm -mm. or Jadarian Price. Mm -mm. Sorry, not doing it. You know, what I, would I think about it for a second? No, mm -mm. no, I wouldn't. I'm good. I'm good. So that, and, and that's, I mean, that's how good this backfield can be, Sean. I mean, mm -hmm. the town is just, and, and you, 
boy, and Dylan McCullough did it in a hurry. You know, he got he got Price in that. You know, Price committed to to, to coach um, to coach Taylor and Coach Reese. But Coach McCullough got hired, convinced him, hey, look, still love you and all that. And then he went and got Jabron Payne. And then the very next year, he goes out and gets Jeremiah Love. And then, of course, gets Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams. He has rebuilt it in a hurry, uh-huh. man. And props to him and the offensive staff for making it happen. Because, And the other thing, too, Sean, is this. Well, we haven't talked enough. We've, we've mentioned Dylan McCullough as a recruiter. But the other part of it, too, is, is it, it, it's, it's you know these kids are going to come in and get pushed and challenged and coached by Dylan McCullough. I mean, uh-huh. that's the one thing we knew when he got here. I don't know if he's going to recruit to Notre Dame. I mean, it's a different animal than Indiana and USC. It's just, a, you know, can he, you know, you think he will, but you need to sit. But there was never a question of like, gee, is Dylan McCullough a good coach or not? That was the one thing we knew. This guy knows how to coach running backs. Uh-huh. And now you're, you're giving him the talent that he's going to have now. That's where you start getting a little bit excited, man. And, it, and it's a group too that's important, Sean, as we'll get into the offensive line in a little bit. When your offensive line is young and kind of building, they're not going to be perfect out of the gate. You've got a quarterback and running backs that can kind of make them right. And we've seen that. I mean, Jadarian had a run this year. I think it was at home. I think it might have been Pitt or Wake where he's kind of running and there's like pressure in the back, but he kind of bounces it and outruns the defense to the sideline. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's going to be times when the, when the O-line doesn't do what they need to do, but these backs are so good. And the quarterback with what he can do in the read zone, that it's like you can you can protect that line a little bit early as they start to gel. Yeah. Because you have those kind of guys. And again, you only got to block it up one or two times. One or two times. And it's I mean, Josh Adams that way. There'd be games where Josh is like two, three, minus one, minus two, four, twelve, eighty. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Where yeah. Audrey was like six, seven, nine, twenty-five. Right. I mean, he just—he was so efficient, so efficient as a runner. These guys are like minus two, plus two, eighty. You know, and um, boy, it starts getting—you start getting fired up about what they can be. Man, heck yeah, you get fired up. I'm like, yo, look. So I can't tell on myself, but you know what happened this spring, mistakenly. I wish it happened today. Like, you know how I got mistaken for it. <laughs> I wish I wish it happened today because I wanted to kind of be a fly on the wall in practice. I don't, like, if you weren't, te- if I don't get at least a hundred texts from you, we're not going to be friends anymore. That's basically what <laughs> what it would have been. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yep, that'd have been great. That'd have been great. Well, actually, Sean, I did have I did have someone there today that I know. Okay that sent me some messages and I'm only going to give people one thing that he told me yeah. publicly. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to the next position. So I knew that they were practicing today and I just got a, a text from a friend of mine uh-huh. out of the blue. I didn't ask him to send me anything. I, I would never ask someone who I know is going to be at practice. Hey man, could you tell me some stuff? I just think that's improper. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But if they want to offer it, I'm not going to say no. He just texts me this, and you're going to like this one. I'm just sitting there, minding my own business, writing some articles, and this text just comes across my thing. He just says, CJ Carr is going to be special. I said, well, what makes you say that? And he goes, I'm going to practice right now. So the ball comes off his hand different. He goes, I don't know anything about quarterback play, but he's different. And you're like, 
You know yeah, what man. that means? You know what that means, Brian? He has been studying the playbook. That's right. He's coming in throwing with confidence. Yeah. And he's got it. He's right? got it. That's the thing. You yeah. know, and, and you start getting excited because between him, Minchie, and Deuce, you know at least one of them's gonna be really good. Yeah. And that's why you always recruit quarterback every year. Yeah. Because you never know who's gonna be ready or not. And you talk about because we already know. I don't need someone to tell me that CJ, that the ball comes out of Kenny Minchie's hand different. No, I've seen it. I've seen my I've own seen eyes. It. Right. I don't need you to tell me that. I haven't seen CJ in person before. So for this, it's like, okay, yeah, here we go. There we go. And that's the thing that you kind of get excited about, Sean, when, when you say, you know, why are, why are people that I've had people ask me, why are you so excited about the future in running football? When I know you're really like, like, are you not ha- unhappy? Are you are, are you ha- are you okay with how the season went? I was like, heck no, right, right. You and I have had this conversation in the show. I was like, no, I'm not making ju- I'm not making excuses for the season. I'm I'm pissed about it. this. Is a missed opportunity. But you ask me why I'm still really excited about the future because I'm like y'all don't understand the talent this football team is about to start putting through this this program. This program, yeah. And y'all do not understand. I, we still don't know if Marcus Freeman's a, a, an elite coach. We don't know the answer to that yet. We're hopeful. We're, we're wishful. We think he has some of the traits that you need. He's got right. a lot to prove still as far as can he be an elite coach. Yeah. Marcus Freeman has already answered the question of can he recruit as a, an elite an elite level as a head coach. That, that box checked. Another question that Marcus Freeman had to answer, okay, you're a great defensive coach. We know you can recruit defensive talent, but can you, can you be part of recruiting? I, and I would argue since he's been head coach, they've mm-hmm. brought in more offensive talent yeah. than defensive talent at Notre Dame since Marcus Freeman has been the head coach. Right. And boy, you start getting a little fired up and it's like, man, I mean, and I'm talking about speed. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, I mean, Aeneas Williams is going to be like your fourth fastest running back next year. Are you kidding me? Like, and I've seen that kid in person working out. Yeah. Of the camp. I've seen Jordan Marshall, who's a top 50 running back at the same camp. And you're like, this is, they're not even close. Not even close. Aeneas is built better, more explosive, more, I mean, just a tank. And you and Kedron Young's a 215 pound home run hitter. Yeah. I've, I've he's Audric with speed, is what I've said about him. And it, you look at receiver with Cam Williams. I mean, we're talking about legit home run hitters. We're talking about legit speed, length. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't think, and I don't even know that that fans really get it yet because there's still a lot of fans that look at recruiting rankings. Yeah, and and like I'm just telling y'all. You guys it, buckle up because if Marcus Freeman's the guy we hope he is, he's going to win a lot of games. And if he's not, whoever replaces him in three years is going to inherit a loaded, loaded roster. But you I know, hope he's the one that wins with it. You know what I love about Coach Freeman? Doesn't matter because every year the team changes, the dynamic of the team changes, right? Leadership changes. The locker room changes, new personalities, everything changes. The message is still the same. If he talks to you, he talks to me. I got enough to win a championship. He felt like that his first year. He felt like that this year. He's going to feel like that in 24. He's going to do, he's probably going to have a first time starter at quarterback in 25. He's going to feel the exact same way. We got enough. So, like you said, the way you feel, he feels like the last two years have been missed opportunities. You, Sean, you could just see it with him sitting on the sidelines of the. I mean, absolutely. They, they beat Wake Forest and Stanford. Just mm-hmm. quickly, math in my head: it's one hundred and three to 
30. Is that correct? They scored mm-hmm. 56 against Stanford. No, I'm sorry, 101. Scored 45 against Wake, 56 against Stanford. That's 101, 101 to 30. And the games were never really – I mean, you Stanford kind of hung around in the first half because of dumb mistakes, but, like, they were never going to win that game. And it didn't matter whether they were jumping on Wake early or or struggling. His He just had his really – to the point where a friend, a, a guy that I know, a friend of mine, texts me. He's like, is Coach Freeman okay? I mean, what do you mean? He's like, he just looks not happy on – I'm like, I don't think he is. I think he's mm-hmm. pissed. Mm-hmm. And And – you know, this would have been a great year for him to say, look, man, we're just going to build around the young kids. Guys, we're going to just, we're going to take that rebuild year. And but he's like, screw that. All right. We got a chance to be some, but we need this guy. We need that guy. We need that guy. We need that guy. Let's go get him. And you, you know, that's what I'm excited. Now you hope that he can put together the things that he needs to do to make sure that we don't have these disappointing seasons anymore. Right? Like that's the final step for coach Freeman is can you put the staff together and build the kind of culture that's needed for this program to to see these things through and these where they've come short so far, mm-hmm. and and if he can do that, boy. But the, the, here's the thing though, your margin for error is going to be so much greater moving forward because of the talent you're bringing in, and that that's the key. You know, I mean, look, they don't have Harry Heastan anymore as the offensive line coach, so I don't know how well the offensive line is going to be coached moving forward. But you know what I do know, they're going to be massive and they're going to be really talented, right? I mean, I don't know how good of a coach Mike Brown's going to be. But you know what? He's going to have some absolute dudes to work with, mm-hmm. right? I know Mike Mickens can coach, and I know the floor of who Mike of Al Washington can be, right? And we don't haven't seen him yet really with his guys. We'll start to see a little bit more of that next year on the edge at least, not inside, but on the edge at least. And so there's still a lot of question marks in that regard, Sean, that Coach Freeman's going to have to answer, but there's zero doubt that this next five years of Notre Dame football is going to be the close. And this is, this is going to sound very homerish. I know it. Cause I just heard me say it in my head, <laughs> but I, you know, again, I'm not talking about wins and losses. I don't know what that's going to look like, mm-hmm. but just speed, length, athleticism, depth of talent. We're, we haven't, we won't have seen anything like this since the nineties, the early nineties where you're just like, Lose that guy at running back, you're fine. Or mm-hmm. this guy transferred out because he's a great back. He's going to go somewhere and be a thousand yard rusher, but he was fourth on the depth chart there. I mean, we're going we're going to see that in my mm-hmm. now. Can they coach him up and maximize the wins? Don't know, don't know. But this team is going to be loaded these next four or five years, Sean, and that's where you start getting excited. Really, start getting excited. <laughs> 